Today is August the 8th. Today we hear about Israel's 70 years in captivity. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Jeremiah chapters 24 to 26. Chapter 24 is a parable, a parable of good and bad figs. The Lord says there, there is good and evil in Israel. Then in chapter 25, the Lord summarizes what's going to be happening. He says, Israel will be held in Babylon for 70 years. He says this will take place because of verses 5 and 6, the evil that they've committed. Each time that the Lord spoke to Israel, the message was this, turn from the evil road you're traveling, from the evil things that you're doing. Only then will I let you live in this land that the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever. But they didn't. They didn't turn. And so in verse 11, this entire land will become a desolate wasteland. Israel and her neighboring lands will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. And yet, even with this message of 70 years of punishment and captivity, verse 12, then after the 70 years of captivity are over, I'll punish the king of Babylon and his people for their sins, says the Lord. Israel will return from the captivity, not because of their own goodness, but because of the evil of the king of Babylon and because of the covenant that the Lord has with the people of Israel. Enjoy today as you read Jeremiah 24 to 26. Jeremiah 24 through 26, New Living Translation, Jeremiah 24. After King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon exiled Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, along with the officials of Judah and all the craftsmen and artisans, the Lord gave me this vision. I saw two baskets of figs placed in front of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. One basket was filled with fresh, ripe figs, while the other was filled with bad figs. They were too rotten to eat. Then the Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? I replied, Figs, some very good, some very bad, too rotten to eat. Then the Lord gave me this message. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The good figs represent the exiles sent from Judah to the land of the Babylonians. I will watch over and care for them, and I will bring them back here again. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them hearts that recognize me as the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me wholeheartedly. But the bad figs, the Lord said, represent King Zedekiah of Judah, his officials, all the people left in Jerusalem, and those who live in Egypt. I will treat them like bad figs, too rotten to eat. I will make them an object of horror and a symbol of evil to every nation on the earth. They will be disgraced and mocked, taunted and cursed, wherever I scatter them. And I will send war, famine, and disease until they have vanished from the land of Israel, which I gave to them and their ancestors. Jeremiah 25 This message for all the people of Judah came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the fourth year of Jehoiakim's reign over Judah. 
This was the year when Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon began his reign. Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, For the past twenty years, from the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Armon, king of Judah, until now, the Lord has been giving me his message. I faithfully pass them on to you, but you have not listened. Again and again the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or even paid attention. Each time the message was this, Turn from the evil road you are traveling, and from the evil things you are doing. Only then will I let you live in this land the Lord gave to you and to your ancestors. Do not provoke my anger by worshiping idols you made with your own hands. Then I will not harm you. But you would not listen to me, says the Lord. You made me furious by worshiping idols you made with your own hands, bringing on yourselves all the disasters you now suffer. And now the Lord of heaven's armies says, Because you have not listened to me, I will gather together all the armies of the north under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, whom I have appointed as my deputy. I will bring them all against this land and his people and against the surrounding nations. I will completely destroy you and make you an object of horror and contempt and a ruin forever. I will take away your happy singing and laughter. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. Your millstones will fall silent and the lights in your homes will go out. The entire land will become a desolate wasteland. Israel and her neighboring lands will serve the king of Babylon for seventy years. Then, after the seventy years of captivity are over, I will punish the king of Babylon and his people for their sins, says the Lord. I will make the country of the Babylonians a wasteland forever. I will bring upon them all the terrors I have promised in this book, all the penalties announced by Jeremiah against the nations. Many nations and great kings will enslave the Babylonians just as they enslaved my people. I will punish them in proportion to the suffering they have caused my people. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled to the brim with my anger, and make all nations to whom I send you drink from it. When they drink from it, they will stagger, crazed by the warfare I send against them. So I took the cup of anger from the Lord, and made all the nations drink from it, every nation to which the Lord sent me. I went to Jerusalem and the other towns of Judah, and their kings and officials drank from the cup. From that day until this, they have been a desolate ruin, an object of horror, contempt, and cursing. I gave the cup to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his attendants, his officials, and all his people, along with all the foreigners living in that land. I also gave it to the kings of the land of Uz, and the kings of the Philistine cities of Eshkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and what remains of Ashdod. Then I gave the cup to the nations of Edom, Moab, and Ammon, and the kings of Tyre and Sidon, and the kings of the regions across the sea. I gave it to Dedan, Tama, and Buz, and to the people who live in distant places. I gave it to the kings of Arabia, the kings of the nomadic tribes in the desert, and to the kings of Zimri, Elam, and Midia. And I gave it to the kings of the northern countries far and near, one after the other, all the kingdoms of the world. And finally the king of Babylon himself drank from the cup of the Lord's anger. Then the Lord said to me, Now tell them, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Drink from this cup of my anger, get drunk and vomit, fall and rise no more, 
for I am sending terrible wars against you. And if they refuse to accept the cup, tell them, the Lord of heaven's army says, you have no choice but to drink from it. I have begun to punish Jerusalem, the city that bears my name. Now, should I let you go unpunished? No, you will not escape disaster. I will call for war against all the nations of the earth. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, has spoken. Now prophesy all these things and say to them, The Lord will roar against his own land, from his holy dwelling in heaven. He will shout like those who tread grapes. He will shout against everyone on earth. His cry of judgment will reach the ends of the earth, for the Lord will bring his case against all the nations. He will judge the people of the earth, slaughtering the wicked with the sword. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Look, disaster will fall upon nation after nation. A great whirlwind of fury is rising from the most distant corners of the earth. In that day, those the Lord has slaughtered will fill the earth from one end to the other. No one will mourn for them or gather up their bodies to bury them. They will be scattered on the ground like manure. Weep and mourn, you evil shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock. The time of your slaughter has arrived. You will fall and shatter like a fragile vase. You will find no place to hide. There will be no way to escape. Listen to the frantic cries of the shepherds. The leaders of the flock are wailing in despair, for the Lord is ruining their pastures. Peaceful meadows will be turned into a wasteland by the Lord's fierce anger. He has left his den like a strong lion seeking prey, and their land will be made desolate by the sword of the enemy and the Lord's fierce anger. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says, Stand in the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, and make an announcement to the people who have come there to worship from all over Judah. Give them my entire message. Include every word. Perhaps they will listen and turn from their evil ways. Then I will change my mind about the disaster I am ready to pour out on them because of their sins. Say to them, This is what the Lord says, If you will not listen to me and obey my word I have given you, and if you will not listen to my servants, the prophets, for I sent them again and again to warn you, but you would not listen to them, then I will destroy this temple as I destroyed Shiloh, the place where the tabernacle was located, and I will make Jerusalem an object of cursing in every nation on the earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people listened to Jeremiah as he spoke in front of the Lord's temple. But when Jeremiah had finished his message, saying everything the Lord had told him to say, the priests and prophets and all the people at the temple mobbed him. Kill him, they shouted. What right do you have to prophesy in the Lord's name that this temple will be destroyed like Shiloh? What do you mean, saying Jerusalem will be destroyed and left with no inhabitants? And all the people threatened him as he stood in front of the temple. When the officials of Judah heard what was happening, they rushed over to the palace and sat down at the new gate of the temple to hold court. The priests and prophets presented their accusations to the officials and the people. This man should die, they said. You have heard with your own ears what a traitor he is, for he prophesies against this city. Then Jeremiah spoke to the officials and the people in his own defense. 
The Lord sent me to prophesy against this temple and this city, he said. The Lord gave me every word that I have spoken. But if you stop your sinning and begin to obey the Lord your God, he will change his mind about this disaster that he has announced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me what you think best. But if you kill me, rest assured you will be killing an innocent man. The responsibility for such a deed will lie on you, on this city, and on every person living in it. For it is absolutely true that the Lord sent me to speak every word you have heard. Then the officials and the people said to the priest and prophets, This man does not deserve the death sentence, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then some of the wise old men stood and spoke to all the people assembled there. They said, Remember when Micah of Moresheth prophesied during the reign of King Hezekiah of Judah? He told the people of Judah, This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins. A thicket will grow on the heights where the temple now stands. But did King Hezekiah and the people kill him for saying this? No. They turned from their sins and worshipped the Lord. They begged him for mercy. Then the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had pronounced against them. So we are about to do ourselves great harm. At this time Uriah, son of Shemaiah, from Kiriath-Jerim, was also prophesying for the Lord. And he predicted the same terrible disaster against the city and nation as Jeremiah did. When King Jehoiakim and the army officers and officials heard what he was saying, the king sent someone to kill him. But Uriah heard about the plan and escaped in fear to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent Ilnathan, the son of Akbor, to Egypt along with several other men to capture Uriah. They took him prisoner and brought him back to King Jehoiakim. The king then killed Uriah with a sword and had him buried in an unmarked grave. Nevertheless, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, stood up for Jeremiah and persuaded the court not to turn him over to the mob to be killed. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Jeremiah's personal struggles.